Dear Laquan, hey, man, I know some things that you're going through. There's some things that's going to be affecting you as an adult. There's some things that's happening to you right now that's going to cause you to want to do other things. Don't give in to that temptation. Don't listen to what people are saying. Don't pay attention to the way they're making you feel. Just love you. Know that you're good enough. And that one day, you're going to grow up to be the most amazing person in this world. Take care of yourself. I love you. With love, Laquan. God, life ain't easy. <laughs> it get hard. We go through struggles. But when shit get real, I know you're in the middle of it. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another week of Real Godly Shit, where real shit happens, but we always keep God in between. I do have a guest with me here today. Go ahead and introduce yourself for me. Hey, y'all. Um, this is Kat Francis. Um, do I say what, what I do? do yeah, I go, go ahead. Tell them everything you do. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm a musician. I'm a growth coach. I'm a woman on my own. I'm a single mom. I'm just out here. Grinding. Grinding. Making it happen. For real. Keeping it going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kat. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Kat, tell me a little bit about your addiction. What's what's your addiction? Uh, right now, okay, it's everything that I could feel. So sometimes it's food, sometimes <laughs> it's people. Um, but I'm really, really uh, addicted right now because I'm in a better place. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to just living life and feeling love and giving love. Right, that's good. Because, see, so many people, when they hear the word addiction, we always, like, pin it to drugs or alcohol. Um, I know one of my addictions, one of my bad addictions is men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which we can't even just, I, I don't even understand my choice of men because I never picked the right ones or I just picked terrible ones. But do you that feel like you do it on purpose? I or think so. And I think that part is like part of my addiction is I think I'm addicted to hurt. Like, mm. because you know me and you are cancer. So it's yeah. like we love love. But I think we we overall like feeling like whether it's hurt or being in love, we, we're addicted to that. You we're know what I'm saying? We're addicted to our emotions. We're addicted right. to feelings. So sure. even if we get to cry from it, it's still something good to us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think I'm a, I think that's what I'm addicted to overall. It's like, because listen, I enjoy, you know, some good, what you call it, Zozo? Zozo, that's, Ooh. that's real. <laughs> oh, I enjoy some good Zozo. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's like, because I was, I'm, I'm actually starting to like write things down a lot. So I actually just went into like detail about, you know, like being a hoe and like the different parts of being a hoe and not just like, you know, getting the zozo or, you know, having a fine man, but like the emotional part of it. And I'm realizing like, I actually, I think I do like the part where it's like you have a one night stand, but I like the emotional connection and like being hurt afterwards because... It sounds crazy to say, but it's, it's just not, like it's a little strange. <laughs> it's, it's strange to hear out loud, but, but it's addictions not abs- are crazy. And it's not that, that's not abstract. Like I think it's like a, a huge, especially our society. Like it's so surrounded by like instant gratification and like having that feeling that we don't even think about the the ramifications. No pun intended, because I know you 
<laughs> but I fuck with it. Like I totally identify with like just being addicted to that feeling. Like my child's father, like he was so good in bed, like so good in bed, and that physical connection is what drove our relationship to the lengths that it did, and that's why we were together for so long. I think because our physical connection was so intense, even though it was tied in with so much bullshit. Mm-hmm. That interaction, it kept me there. Right. Because right. it's also it's hard to find. So if you're having these one night stands that are these thrills, right. I could easily see because it's also adrenaline, like physically, yeah. like it's chemical. Right. It's that thought. And then also like the addiction of feeling accepted, mm-hmm. which is something like we don't talk about a lot, especially like with our social media area. We post a picture and we wait for all the likes, and that's part of us feeling accepted. But and God we don't. Bitch, you don't get them likes. You be right. Like, well, maybe. Because I don't know about you, but I I'm calculated with my with my post on like Instagram. You posted like at like two p.m. on a Saturday. Listen, a I posted Saturday. one at nine o'clock a.m. because I was like, you know what, people getting up for work. I know the first thing I do is check my Instagram, so let me go ahead and drop this bomb ass picture. Like, that, that's get real. These... That's real shit. But it's like it's kind of sad when we think about it though. Like, this is like one of our addictions, like yeah. feeling accepted by people. Like, I know we can we all can sit back and just quote every Instagram post and do everything like you know mm-hmm. we don't need the lights but if we really get down to it and be real with ourselves that is a part of our addiction like that's why my goal is to find a man who don't have no social media cuz i know that he's content with himself <laughs> 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 he has to be because if you don't have no social media but that shit is real but that's not different like people are always looking to be accepted especially during the time but now it's like so amplified because we right. have this world where we like are connected to one another mm-hmm. and it's like if people aren't paying attention to us then are we are we important? Right. And, at, and that's when we start questioning ourselves, like, are we good enough? Because I know that's where mine comes in at. Like, yeah, if I'm not getting all those likes, it's like, damn, am I not good enough? Or it's yeah. like, if this one person didn't like it, or, or they, if that or guy. Or you're comparing yourself to other people. Yeah, without even. I was actually in church one time, and my pastor was saying something about, um, what was he saying? He was saying, like, um, when we're looking at Instagram, and we're looking at Facebook, and we're looking at Twitter and everything, we have to understand those are just moments in time. Those are just like highlights of people's life. It's and the not highlight reel. Right, it's the highlight it's reel. Scary. And you're not seeing all, like, um, my friend V actually sent me um, a podcast of Angela Rye and Gabrielle Union, which is so dope. I had to do a review on her book last week, and it was just like. I heard it was a great book. That book? I'm not even going to get into it because I got into it last week, but go get it. Like, yeah. you have to get that book because it's amazing. But. She was saying on that podcast, like, um, she used Terrence J, for example, like, we all look on Instagram and see his big-ass house and everything is amazing, but we're not realizing how many nights in college that he stayed up eating ramen noodles or, Mm -hmm. like, how many auditions he had to go on the grind that he really had to go to because all we're doing is paying attention to those highlights. And if we start, if we keep being addicted to, you know, the double taps that get on our picture, we're going to feel like we're not enough or we're going to feel like, we're not working hard enough when everything you're doing is just enough for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's real. Yeah. So what was one of your um what's one of your bad addictions that you have? Like I know you like addicted to being happy, you're addicted to your little amazing daughter that is just beautiful. She's dope. She's, <laughs> she's, dope. she's you though. Oh, <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope she's better than me. Um, but yeah, for a while I think it was a similar I was addicted to um feeling connected to people. I think being needed or being wanted, mm-hmm. um, that that was like a main thing. And then, do you know where that come from, though? Like, 
I mean, like, if we really get into it, it's probably super psychological, like, parents. Like, yeah. you know, I come from a Caribbean background. My dad's Haitian. Mm-hmm. My mom's from Trinidad. And, like, they're real, you know, I'm trying to find the right word. They're, they're definitely just super critical. Right. Um, and I think watching my mom and my dad's interactions, my mom was really focused on being subservient and being what my dad needed her to be. And my dad was like the narcissist in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think I mirrored that, like when, as far as looking, because you know, there's that saying, like women date their fathers and men date their mothers. Right. um, Or whatever mother figure they had. And I think that's what it was. So I ended up seeking that out, Mm -hmm. um, like trying to please and trying to be needed. So I think I was definitely very addicted to that for sure. Yeah. See, because, um, I know, like, with my addiction to, like, being hurt and everything or being let down and um, it started turning into more of addiction into alcohol and weed and everything. That's why, I, like, I had to make a conscious effort to just stop doing all of that. Like, I cut out weed and alcohol. It's been, like, what, six months that I've, I haven't smoked so or drank? Like, oh my none of it. Like, <laughs> but the thing I can't get over is... The so-so. So, you probably... Like, <laughs> yeah, that's Zozo. 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 Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, I definitely feel that. I also feel like you're definitely replacing those things right. that you're missing right now with sex, too. Right. Because, because like, it's like my no my drive at this point is just like, you get finished, like, okay, can I text somebody else? And like, then are you, like, going to the gym, too? Because, like, I know, like, people who... Girl. Work, no, because if you work out, <laughs> not that. Because if you work out, that shit is even worse. Because for men, like, oh, really? testosterone gets even higher, and then you always, always, always want to have sex. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um. Well, well, I think if I go to the gym and it gets any higher, it's just gonna be terrible. Like. Oh man, I mean, I definitely I understand that too because I stopped drinking for a very mm-hmm. long time. It was more in like relation to my religion because like, right. I had like a disintegrating faith, and in the, that faith, you don't drink. Mm-hmm. Um. Since then, I've kind of evolved from that space and now I do drink wine here and there right and I don't really smoke just because I'm still breastfeeding sort of right because we used to have good times when we worked together because me and Catherine actually used to work together when I was like what 21 22 yeah, we were, bar right across the street so and it you, was over and you know it was bad because usually when you have bars that you frequent the bartender hooks you up so the yes. fact that you're still somehow spending hundreds of dollars at the bar right. you, know, you know you're getting twisted right because we definitely tipping her lovely and like the drinks are just coming just repeatedly like over and over I've gotten drunk there too many times right you know they actually closed that down but that's a side note oh, wow. <laughs> I heard that they were gonna do it but they, it stayed open for like two more years so right. I was like that's never gonna come I'm glad it ain't open no more because I probably be still in there. But um, so with looking at the younger you, because that's that's one of my main focuses um every week is trying to like identify the problems that we go through in adulthood with the child. I know with my addiction to like feeling that hurt is me trying to like repeat my childhood and um you know it stems that brokenness stems from my childhood. I grew up in, like, a single-mother household and everything. My dad, well, I actually started out with my dad, but then, you know, moving in with my mom and my dad went to jail. I think part of that, like, brokenness and, like, the uh, addiction to 
feeling somebody want me or feeling like accepted or even the double taps on Instagram. I think it actually came from them because like I had this like weird ass thing with my aunts like they didn't want me around. I think because like the hate for my mother and like mm-hmm. you know I don't think they realized that that kind of brought it on down to me. So I remember it was like one time my mother is super real, so she mm-hmm. always you know if anything happened I'm letting you know the real deal so you know. Um, and I appreciate her for that, but um, I remember like hearing like a voicemail or something from one of my aunts was like, "Don't let his ass come back here. We don't want him here." Like, and I think that as a child has stuck with me so far, and like has kept going with me until the point where I need to be around somebody. And I think it has grown into this sex addiction, even though it has nothing to do with sex. But it hurt that child in me to feel not accepted anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially, like, by your family that you, like, grown up with and loved. Mm-hmm. So what was something from your childhood that, like, I know you said you're, like, like looking at your mother and father and everything. But, like, was there a specific incident that, like, happened that you could? Well, my parents, when they got divorced, they got divorced, I think I was in, like, fourth, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. But when they got divorced, it was this super intense thing. Like, it was my dad, like, he cheated on my mom a bunch of times, but their arguments were so volatile. But then he ended up leaving my mom for the woman that is my stepmother now. But the process of seeing that and the, like, there were, like, a lot of heavy arguments, but there was one particular argument where, like, I had walked in. I think he, like, I just, like, hit my mom or something. It was, like, really bad. And I walked in, and my mom is, like, I'm, like, seeing my mom cry on the floor. There's, like, broken glass on the floor. It's, like, this super Lifetime movie, like, extra. (laughs) And then I'm, like, why are you doing this? I'm, like, don't you care? Right. And then my dad's, like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm leaving. Like, I don't, like, he's, like, I don't give a fuck, blah, 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 blah. And it's so funny because as our relationship is now, like, now I don't really fuck with my dad, like, at all. Right. Um, like, and I think he still tries to, like, hit me up and, like, see how things are because I think he's realizing he's getting older mm-hmm. and he's going to die soon. And, like, me right. and I have two two sisters and one brother. A couple of us have different moms because that's just, like, Haitian man life. Like, you, yeah. if you don't have multiple baby moms as a Haitian grown man, then, like, are you... <laughs> You're not doing it right. <laughs> but, um, but... Like, now it's like he tries, but I think he, he has yet to, like, uh, accept and understand the effect of that. Like, his actions and him not, him essentially rejecting us and leaving us as a family for another woman. So I think that's, like, a main thing. Right. Um. So what, like, what are some things that you're doing to, like, get over those situations? Like, I know with me it's, like, writing. At this point it's writing. I'm trying to, like, read more um travel more, just be open to things a little bit more so that I can break off of those addictions. I know the addiction to the Zozo is just not going anywhere, and it's probably because I'm not trying to have it go anywhere. But (laughs) I definitely want to dig into that because where I am spiritually in my life, I've come to understand that who you let into your body or whose body you enter, it, like, like, so some Christians believe in something called soul ties. So... Soul ties is when, like, you have sex with somebody and essentially your body is connected to them or you're spiritually connected to them after you sleep with them. Right. Um, so there's that, which is, like, really extreme for a lot of people to, like, kind of digest. But I definitely think that you should think about that energy exchange. So every single time you sleep with somebody, it's an energy exchange. Right. So I definitely think 
like thinking about that and say, I always think about meditating and clearing my energy. Right. And then also there's something related to your father and your mother. Mm-hmm. So your father and your mother. And so if your mother's um, karma is on you or mm-hmm. if you feel resentment towards your mom, it blocks the energy of abundance. So like that, that's like that's a concept or like that's the idea of like new ageism and stuff. So if right. you resent your mom, mm-hmm. it's going to block any kind of flow. And that's all energy flow. So that's money. That's right. love. That's all that stuff. Father stuff, it also has to do with, like, the love that you receive and the men that you're going to attract. So if you're angry at your father, it's going to manifest into you attracting that same thing that your father did to you or your father, whatever that is. Oh, wow. So I definitely try my best to constantly clear myself constantly when i meditate now mm-hmm. if you're again if you're a christian because i feel like most people are either christian or muslim like you know those right. are the two most common religions right the idea is if you meditate you meditate on the word of god right so you can do that or you mm-hmm. can meditate i like to meditate with my crystals i love my amethyst whatever yeah. it just helps me get in tune so right. i'll do that and i'll just sit with myself i'll pray for you know things to be clear sometimes you can also call people into your space like mentally like if 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 it's your mother if it's somebody that passed away you can like ask you know god or whatever to kind of break that break that connection break that resentment break that mm. con- that chain that that person's holding on to yes i think it's important to do that especially if you're being quote unquote promiscuous come on because <laughs> no, like, no shit, i feel like if you're gonna live your come life, on and read me cat no, come I'm on saying, live your life on the young like, right you want to get it in if you're gonna get it in so yeah. make sure you're clearing yourself because you don't want to drag Pack light, like Erica Bobby right. said. Pack light. That's, it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all that that is. Yes, I am actually loving this, but um, it's time to actually get into our real shit, real quick segment. So it's um, I'm gonna give you a scenario. You have thirty seconds to go ahead and respond. Um, you can give me two if you have them. Uh, okay. All right. So my boyfriend just cheated on me. All right. That's not that. Like you need to let him go. Let him go. Well, it depends if y'all been together a long time, and. That, that's some real shit. Like, if you've been together a long time, you have to figure out what the situation is and why he cheated. I'm not saying that it's your fault. I'm not saying that it's his fault. Usually when people cheat, it's them. It's mm-hmm. not really you. But you have to figure out if it's something that you're willing to work through or if it's something that you're not willing to work through. And don't front. If you ain't about to leave, then just stay your ass there. <laughs> don't front. All right. Um, I feel like my friends are fake. If you feel like they're fake, make sure you're not being paranoid for sure. But if you feel like they're being fake... Because we cancers. I'm just saying, because we mad. We, we got to think about every damn but, thing. But as cancers, we're also empathic, and we're also fucking intuitive as shit. So if you know that that person... If you feel like that person's being fake, they probably are being fake. And find yourself some real friends. There are good-ass people out there. Like, you just have to feel that you deserve more. All right. That's it. You got any for me? I'm trying to think. Okay. Um... you want to quit your job bitch why would you even give me that because you know i walk out real quick (laughs) (laughs) walk out that's it um all right let me let me think (laughs) okay you uh you with somebody, but you like somebody else. You think about leaving your man. What do you do? Damn. Put on some Jasmine Sullivan in love with another man. Um, <laughs> go 
for the one that's packing. Oh, no, that's <laughs> no, 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 that's like that's on some. <laughs> what's that movie that we actually used to like? With, uh, what's the fine guy that we used to fight over when we worked together? Oh, Temptations. Yes, is it Temptations? yes, that is. <laughs> Yo, how did I just think of it like that? Robbie Jones. Robbie Jones. Yeah, you're not seeing anyone. <laughs> No, but break it, break it off with the one that you don't, don't keep. Be honest with both of them. Keep it going. Like you don't, you don't want to bring that back to you. So that's true. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So back to addiction. Um, something that you would say to the younger you in regards of like the addictions that you had as a child, whether it's food, whether it's. I would I would tell the younger me that you are worth it and you deserve everything good. Oh, um, don't settle for less. Nobody is more important than you. Nobody is more important than your own sanity. Um, mm. And trust yourself. Trust everything that you want to do. Wave your freak flag. Hey, hey. And <laughs> it's okay to like women. Like, yeah. it's okay. Like, don't feel like you have to compromise for anybody. Right. And that's it. <laughs> so, in regards to your sexuality, like, you... Yeah, so I identify as queer. Okay. Um, And I think for a while, I was... I think people tried to define my sexuality for me. Right. So, it's like, if I wasn't straight up, like, sticking my tongue out at every vagina, like, then I wasn't gay enough. Right. And I think that's another thing with, like, being bisexual or being queer. It's mm-hmm. like, people want you to pick a side. Right. Or they make you feel like you like everything. So, I think... People defining my sexuality was hard. And then also, like, not liking a certain kind of lesbian. Like, I was supposed to only like one. Like, because I'm, I guess, more fem... Excuse me, sorry. I guess I'm more (laughs) feminine than masculine. People expected me to like more masculine lesbians, and I'm just not into that. that. (laughs) So, like, I I like women that look very feminine. Right. And that was, like, one thing. So I would just tell myself, just like what you like, be who you are, and don't apologize for it, and don't compromise. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Well, Kat, I thank you so much for actually coming out with us and like doing this. This this is amazing. All right. So before we go, you guys know I like to have the segment where I um, where I let y'all know what I love right now. We call that Laquan loves. And right now, what I am loving is Monique. Yeah, I am like (laughs) I am here for it. Like. I, I'm just here for it. Like, every everything. Pay Monique. Like, Hashtag pay Monique. If you guys aren't, like, following Monique. So, Monique took a stand against Netflix, and she asked everybody to boycott Netflix. And I, like, I understand where everybody's coming from. I'm not, like, boycotting Netflix. They got a different world. And they got um, Tu Wong Fu, um, which Tu Wong Fu is my shit, and mm-hmm. I haven't been able to find it online at all. And Netflix actually brought it up. So, I can't really, like boycott Netflix with you Monique but I am here (laughs) for it like because if y'all don't pay attention to the messages that Monique is actually trying to like give to y'all it's knowing your worth knowing who you are not just as a person like a woman of color right she's like and she's going in and the way she's going about it is just amazing like she went on um the view and she didn't curse Whoopi out, but she let her have it. And she, like she read Whoopi. I didn't, also didn't like how Charlemagne tried to violate. What I really didn't like about him, like specifically, like in this. First of all, I don't really feel like he likes black women. Like right. I'm just to be very honest, if he likes black women, the version that he likes, it's like I don't know. That he likes versions that are not like Monique. Like he doesn't like women that black women that speak up for themselves. 
like his mother and his grandmother. Right. Yeah. And I remember I saw one specific um, episode because he has another um, radio show slash podcast thing called The Brilliant Idiots or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's with this other white dude. He's a comedian. And there were these two black, well, Afro-Latinas talking about how, like, there's colorism and how dark-skinned people are treated differently than right. lighter-skinned women. And the way that he did not support the women, he was like, well, there's Kelly Rowland. And there's Kerry Washington. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? But right. in this particular situation with Monique, I really didn't like how he was just like, oh, why didn't you counter offer? Like, those, like, little things. And it's like, she right. clearly explained that it wasn't even a matter of counter offering. She said that she was like, okay. Like, she kind of put it to them to, they wanted to revisit the amount. And then Netflix said that they would talk to, like, I guess, consult with themselves. Right. And then come back. But then they said they didn't get. Basically, they didn't give a fuck, and they don't. So I don't know why he keeps saying it over and over again. Like he's supporting a system that's not even supporting him. Is like that's not supporting these women of color. That's one of the things I want y'all to actually make sure y'all watch this interview because, like, I had to sit. I had to sit and watch it three times, and like I wrote some notes down because it was just like this. The like if you don't sit and try to pay attention to like what's deeper than this interview, like, you'll, it'll just go over your head and you'll just look at it as Monique is complaining. Um, that's one of the things I, I wrote down was just, like, why is it so easy for him to support Netflix when Netflix is doing nothing for you? They're actually giving this woman of color less money than what she's, like, than what she believes she's valued for, which everybody, I feel like everybody believes it. But it's also, it's like, what is Netflix paying attention to? It's like you gave Amy Schumer money, you gave Dave Chappelle, and you gave Chris Rock money. But the thing was, when and Monique broke it down, it was just like, it's not about just the person it. it is. It's about the audience that they're that they're bringing in. Mm-hmm. They don't value the black audience that way. Exactly, and like Charlamagne, I don't know if you understand, but you are a part of the black audience. Like he is, and then also I think he doesn't really care because he's not sensitive. Because even though Charlamagne is has a black audience. Obviously, and the nigga has a cancer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, men cancers are different. No shade to you. I guess I'm a woman. <laughs> no, no, no. But men cancers are different. Well, for the most part, they're meaner on the outside than they are. Right. And like women, for some reason, they wear their heads on their sleeves more. Men, I guess it's just society. They tend to like cover it up with like a more mean, mean guy kind of thing, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. But I think also um, the main key thing. I'm not sure if they're gonna touch on this. But it's not just the money. It's the fact about the amount they wanted to give her, and then the details behind it. Right, they that she couldn't tell a joke for two years. Like, I mean, she it's can't not even work. Tell a joke, but it's more like she can't use any of that material anywhere else. Right. And it's like, if that's her stand-up and she's using that to tour, how are you going to give somebody $500,000 for three years or for two years right. when they're used to making... They, she could make that on a movie role. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Like, w- when I was writing down my notes, I tried not to pay attention so much as to, like, like, the numbers and everything that they were speaking of. But instead, I wanted to pay attention to how Monique was reacting and how Charlemagne was reacting. Like, mm-hmm. one thing I noticed with Monique is when she came in the room, she hugged everyone. And, like, you know, she already, I know she was, like, in her Uber, ready, like, ready to read Charlemagne, she, ready she to get in his... She, she had to, but it was just, like, you know she went in the room ready to read his ass. But even when she, like, came in, she still hugged him, like... That takes a lot, because you know if you in the same room as your enemy, like, not even say an enemy, somebody you about to curse out, it ain't going to be no nice, it ain't going to be no hug, and it's just like, that's that's something that she was teaching me, like, you got to just be poised when you go in, like, share love, just be amazing, don't don't show them that, 
they giving you anything. So that's one of the things I wrote down is like have humility and respect in all that you do. Um, she allowed them to speak and wasn't interrupting them, but once it was her turn, she let their ass have it. Um, realize that you hold a lot of power. And then the question I actually wrote down is, is the black people, is the problem black people? Are we our own downfall? Like, because you have this black man that's in radio who has power to go on the radio and say anything he wants about anybody. And instead of building and supporting this strong black woman, you decide to break her down. Like, and I don't want to like get into like politics and like black versus white or anything, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, are we programmed like that today? Like, I think, I think for a long time, it's so funny as people, I talked about that on my podcast with my best friend and we were talking about like how, society has kind of made us and we've kind of come up to kind of where like white people feel like or not even just white people but other communities of color Mm -hmm. we like approach things as a community we try to build each other up but i feel like black people we we like there's only one slot so we all just try to like hit each other for it right i think Charlemagne wants to stay in this space where people know that he's black but he's not really offending anyone right so he's okay with offending the version of white man that is Ku Klux Klan members. He's okay with offending that, but he's not okay with offending the microaggressive version. Mm-hmm. So it was super microaggressive for Netflix to give Monique $500,000. Right. You know? And I think that he's afraid of doing that because even though he is in a position of power, mm-hmm. he still can have that spot taken away, taken away from him. Right. And we will quickly forget about Charlemagne the God. Right. Everybody's a take capable, especially somebody like him. I mean, you could find any black man with an opinion that mm-hmm. can fool. Like right. that's not <laughs> that's not a unique thing. Right. <laughs> so I do. I, to answer your question, I do think that we're programmed to number one to capitalist society. We are programmed a little bit to mm-hmm. kind of dog eat dog, but right. I also think specifically black men, especially cis hetero black men, are programmed to kind of look at black women like they're asking for too much. Right. Always. Yeah. But um, another thing I wrote down was like, your words hold a lot of power. Um, always come correct because Monique had it for him. And one quote that she said was like, you were so ready to make good radio that you didn't do your research. Mm-hmm. And it made me think like, damn, like how many times have I like argued something just to look good but didn't really put the research behind it or I didn't really think about basically think about what you're saying because it's like damn like we do it sometimes we just do it so often that we don't even realize it because we all like you said we all have that point to prove or like that slot that we're trying to fill that we just go ahead and do anything that we want to like dead ass I feel like Charlamagne like how how in the world are you a radio personality but you're not a good listener right she he, it's like he it, and that's the thing because he didn't hear any damn thing she said he didn't he didn't he didn't at all and it's like come on come on bro like she literally explained the counter offer thing but he kept saying it right. like you didn't counter offer and that was like his main point but it's like he wasn't listening right. he wasn't listening to the fact that there was no actual space to counter offer because netflix returned and said you know what we're good we don't right. give a fuck anymore and like i also what i wanted to touch on really quickly too was the fact that there was this focus on the amount, like, that her getting $20 million. And I think Monique said it, 
and I, I don't think she actually meant that she wanted twenty million dollars. Right. I, I wish that they were focusing more on the fact that she, she doesn't. She's worth more than five hundred thousand dollars. Right. She's worth to me. Right. At least three million. But it's just like, but it's just like, it's her knowing her worth and saying, I, this is a woman that's standing up that's saying, I am not letting you say that I'm worth less than what I am. Like, I'm, I can't give you an exact price, uh, amount of what I'm worth, but I'm telling you I'm worth more than what you're doing, like what you're trying to offer me. Um, another, another point that she made in there when she compared like her situation to Harvey Weinstein, because they were like trying to. Because Angela Yee, which is somebody, oh my God. People like, coming at her on Twitter lately because, like, because of how she handled the situation. Ever since Kate Michelle cursed her out, I just, I, uh, yeah. I, I really I fuck with that Kate Michelle situation only because I love Kate Michelle. I think she's dope, but I think she was being a super hypocrite. Because she seems like a real woman, right. but she she be coming at women too. Yeah. She's not all for women. I just think, I just she was right oh. in the... We're just going to have Catherine come back so we can discuss this. No, nah, she, yeah, because she was right in the situation, but whatever. Angela, she be doing some busted shit, too. Yeah, but she was, like, trying, she brought up the fact that, like, nobody wants to work with um, Monique because she's so bad. And it was, like, Monique was making a point of um, how people, like, how she, um, like, how she mixed in the Harvey Weinstein and everything. And it's, like, it made me think about the fact that sometimes we're, like, we're scared to go, well, I'm not going to say we're all, like, scared to go up against it because of what could happen or what we won't get if we do go against it. But um, I like that comparison that she made only because it was just, like, it made me realize, like, it's Oprah, it's Lee Daniels, it's Lion Gates, it's Tyler Perry that she's going up against. And it's just, like, these are black people. So, and none of them are speaking up to say how good of a person she is or how bad of a person she is. And it made me think about the fact, like, how we, if we don't need a person for something, we can just totally throw them away, be rude, and mm-hmm. just not that, care how we treat them. Like That hit me right there. I was just, it's just like, damn, like, that, that interview really made me think, so I definitely want y'all to listen to it, but, like, that... That part right there, when she made that comparison, I was just like, damn, like... Yeah, I was, a, at first, I was a little bothered by it, because I, but I think also there's just a heightened sensitivity to, like, that topic of sexual assault. Right. But the, the comparison, I mean, I feel like... It was I flawless. Wish, <laughs> yeah, I wish she did it a little bit more, like, she articulated it a little bit more thoroughly, but to be honest, they don't really give her the space to do so. Right. Um, but yeah, I totally understand that. Like, people don't want to go up against a monster, because they're afraid of what's going to happen to them. Right. And I also think it's kind of fucked up. Like, no one is taking her side. And it's like, what are we all afraid of? Like, haven't we seen that we have power just as a black community? Right. As black people? Come on. Like, and the fact that she actually has us sitting in a room in a studio on a podcast it. talking about it. Like, her job is being done. Like, and I did see that Chance, like, stood up for her. Yeah. Shout out, because you know I'm going to marry you know, that man one change. day. <laughs> she's so fine. <laughs> but, you know, but not for nothing... She, um, she, I, I, I want to speak this over her. This, all this stuff that she's doing, no matter what special she puts out, she's going to make money. Because even people who don't give a fuck about her, they're now going to tune in and see, okay, what was all the hubbub about? Is she even funny? Like, is she worth this $20 million? So I hope that she does a special. Yes. Even if it's self-produced, and I hope that people tune in, and I hope she makes the money she's supposed to make. Even if niggas read her and be like, oh, that shit is whack. She's not even funny or whatever. Because to be honest, I think her comedy has changed a lot. 
And I don't know if she's as funny as she was like when just the silly bitches on shit. Like right. that that was like prime Monique. I don't right. know if she's that <laughs> anymore. But I because of all of this But I just watched one of her stand ups and it was just like it, it was dope. Like I was I still laughing. think she's funny. I still think she's funny, and I definitely don't think Amy Schumer is funny. I've never right. thought she was funny. I thought she was. I think she's a mediocre white woman. Yeah. And I definitely don't. <laughs> I don't think Monique is worth one fifty six of right. Amy Schumer. So right. I hope she gets her coins. Well, y'all can see that I am really in love with this interview. I definitely want to tell y'all to go ahead and check it out because if y'all pay attention to the things that are being said in it, the the actions and everything. She called Charlemagne. The nigga from... 12 Years a Slave. She says you were that man that walked his wife into that house and walked She wanted back to fight him, son. She did. She, she, she was, did you see the pay, inflation? Pay attention to the physical... The finger point. And, oh my gosh, okay, we're, we're going to get off this subject and we're going to be done in just a moment. But my I never get my life like this. The way I got my life when she started putting her iPad in her Louis Vuitton bag and was grabbing everything and just jumped up and was ready to go. Like, she did that in every interview because she has a couple other radio interviews that was really good. You act, y'all actually need to check that one. The one where she's, like, talking to the Filipino girl and the two black guys. Yeah, and she, like, kind of was like, you weren't even looking me in my eye. Yes. I didn't see that one. Y'all saw a little clip. (laughs) I'm about to, I'm going to check that out later when I get home. But yo, right. praises to Monique. I hope she gets everything that she yes. deserves and more. But praises to you for being here. Thank you so much, Kat. Thank this you for was amazing. Me. This was like exceeded my <laughs> expectations. I'm so pleasantly surprised. Uh, thank this you, so love. Fun. All right, give them your contact information so they know how to uh, find you. All right, again, my name is Kat Francis. Um, you can find me almost everywhere on the internet: Instagram, Twitter at the Cat Francis. Um, and then I also have a podcast with um, my best friend. It's called Love Thy Sister. Um, we're available on all platforms. Uh, Laquan, I would love for you to come on our podcast. Yes, too. love, I will be Give there. Give us that male cancer, like, yeah. blinded. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you for having Talk me. Talk about some more Zozo. That's it, y'all. Yes. All right. All right, I love you. You guys, y'all have a good time, and y'all know what I always say. It's okay to be a bad bitch, but it's better to be a bad bitch chasing God. Y'all hey. have a good night. <laughs>